So as we begin to expand in widening circles this practice of loving kindness, it's actually quite auspicious that we have this precipitation because one of the images in um, the text that's given to us is, is that the practice of loving kindness is like a gentle rain that falls indiscriminately on all beings. So the earth is showering our, our experience in this retreat right now with its moisture and life-giving kindness. And ultimately the heart, whether we are there or not, we can feel the pull of the heart to be as wide as it can be, to wish kindness to all beings, even, even those that are unpleasant to us or difficult. And so as we've been exercising this capacity of our heart, this muscle of our heart, to begin with ourselves and go to our dear ones and benefactors, to explore the place of neutral territory of people who we may not know very well, the the friendly strangers in our life. To work with our hearts, tilling the soil, using the practices like forgiveness to extend the heart to people that are difficult in our lives. I like this uh, cartoon that um, says it all to me about loving kindness and, and kind of the irony that that loving-kindness has in, in our lives, that um, there's this couple that's exiting this, this incredibly ornate cathedral. It reminds me of St. John's on the Upper West Side of New York, and this couple is walking out, and one's turning to the other and says, how can I love my neighbor when I don't even like them? <laughs> and really, that's the irony of, of loving-kindness because it's not about like. It's not about preference. We conflate the two. That can we only, the conditional piece of, we can only be loving with someone whom we like. And so there's the trajectory of teachings from so many different traditions that are pointing to this this place of unconditionality, this place that, that um, that is of the heart. So as we turn, you know, and what we'll do is we'll support this practice this afternoon by start again starting the cycle with ourselves, going through a benefactor who has supported us, going to that neutral friendly stranger, And just remember that each of these archetypes can also be characteristics of our own lives. And that's one way to do this practice. And and actually it's quite a beautiful practice to, to extend kindness to the person inside of us that's so difficult, that's so uncooperative, that's so angry, that's so sad. 
it gives us the capacity when we meet someone else in our life who also is experiencing the anger or the irritation or the sadness, we can be with them in, 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 in as open a way as possible because we know what that experience is like. So when, in particular, when we turn the practice towards a difficult person, the practice with a difficult person can become difficult. So the resistance can come up. The, the thoughts or the emotions that we were guided by Gina today can tell us, you know, why do they, they deserve it? You know, why... Um, uh, after what they have done, or, or whatever the, the story is. And really, again, from an impersonal perspective, taking the practice out of who is giving it and who is receiving it, the invitation is to be kind to the kindness practice itself. Hold the metta practice with gentleness. Wherever you are is where you need to be. And so I have this little mantra that when the resistance, particularly with a difficult person, comes up or a difficult situation, because the intention is to, is to have this loving kindness. And if I can't be loving in this moment, can I be kind? <coughs> If I cannot be kind in this moment, can I be non-judgmental? If I can't be non-judgmental, can I not cause harm? And if I cannot not cause harm, can I cause the least harm possible? So, even in my perceived failure to be kind, the heart is inclined towards kindness. This is the invitation of the practice, is, is really to be open to all of our experience. The last thing that I'll say about working with a difficult person, one of the suggestions one of the skillful means, one of the possibilities. Um, when you're working with a difficult person is to um, give them a gift. That was the suggestion by the Buddha. And, um, and that gift can take many different forms. It can be an internal gift. It doesn't even have to have a you know, tangible transaction. Or it can be actually a, a physical gift that you offer. And the gift is not to fix the issues. It's not to um, gloss over anything or want something from the other person for, for you having given. It's really to change our relationship to the difficulty. Because we're so conditioned to believe that the difficulty might always be there. And so the internal gift 
could be just the offering of loving-kindness without any need for anything in return. And just experiment with the practice around the difficult person. And just like, you know, when um, Gina so beautifully guided us through forgiveness yesterday, it was just so powerful for me that the invitation is, is to be incremental. This is an incremental path that you do not have to choose the most horrible, you know, uh, infraction that's been occurred in your life. To choose something that's um, manageable, that's not overwhelming. Because when we're overwhelmed, we're paralyzed, that's just not useful. It's also not kind to our own experience. So just going inward and allowing your body, mind, and heart to settle, relax. Allowing the breath to nurture and feed the heart space. allowing all of the sensations of this moment to simply be as they are. And that's a moment of kindness, of allowing all of your experience to be what it is. And just beginning with that initial invitation to fill our own hearts with kindness so that we can offer it in widening circles to other beings, offering the blessings, whatever phrases that you're familiar or comfortable with. Allowing the blessings to just rain on your experience gently. May I be happy. May I be free from pain and suffering. May I live with ease and well-being. May I be safe and protected from harm and danger.
May I be as healthy and as strong as I can be. And in this life, may I have peace and freedom. Allowing those intentions of kindness to fill the space of your heart. Acknowledging your own heart and how it's feeling in this moment. Simply allowing it to be completely as it is. Staying connected with the inhale and the exhale. inviting into the space of your heart a benefactor or a dear friend, offering them the same kindness, well wishes, blessings for their life, using whatever words or images that most speak to your heart.
acknowledging your benefactor or dear friend, honoring them. And bringing into your heart space someone whom you may not know very well. Someone who might be called a friendly stranger. Someone who's neutral in your life, not knowing any of the details of their experience. yet also wishing them happiness in this life as well. Acknowledging and honoring the friendly stranger. Just feeling the state of your heart in this moment, allowing it to be as it is. Staying connected with the breath. The inhale expanding, the exhale relaxing. And with tenderness, 
select a person in which there's been some irritation, conflict, difficulty. Allow their image to arise in your consciousness. And really give yourself permission to take care of yourself in this practice. (coughs) And if you feel the need for distance, allow yourself as much distance as you need between your difficult person and yourself. but still holding them in your awareness. Whatever we've been through and whatever difficulty we have faced, may you too find happiness in this life. May you too be free from pain and suffering. May you too live with ease and well-being. May you be safe and protected from harm and danger. May you be as healthy and as strong as you can be. the 10,000 joys and 10,000 sorrows of this human life, may you too find peace and freedom.
Loving kindness is like a gentle rain that falls indiscriminately on all beings, including our difficult people in our lives, including the difficult person within us, acknowledging that person that you have selected. And returning to the sensations of your own heart. How is it for you in this moment? And however it is, can you simply meet that experience with kindness? Meeting that experience with the invitation of another heart energy, that of appreciation. Appreciating your commitment and efforts in this practice. Especially when the practice becomes difficult, that energy of effort turns into the energy of courage. which has the meaning of heart embedded into it. Appreciating your own efforts, the efforts of everyone in this room to do this radical work that is so very needed in this world, in this moment. And we, as we shower ourselves with that practice, we offer it freely to the benefit of all beings in all worlds and all directions. Gina invoked the presence of Mahagosananda 
yesterday. And um, so in the middle of the killing fields, in the, in the uh, middle of the genocide that was happening, the Holocaust that was happening in his culture, um, and his consistent practice with metta that, that um, permeated every aspect of his being, um, these are words that sort of embody his teachings for me. From it's one of from one of his books. The title is escaping me right now, but um, he writes: the thought manifests as the word, the word manifests as the deed, the deed develops into habit, habit hardens into character. Character gives birth to the destiny. So watch your thoughts with care. Let them spring from love, born out of respect for all beings. And I thought that quote beautifully connected this practice with the practice of this morning, of, of noticing the origination of our thoughts. And can they be born out of love and respect for all beings? That's just the inquiry, the invitation. So if there are any explorations or questions about how this practice is unfolding for us. I love how the rain crescendoed. <laughs> I thought that was like nature being... Oh, thank you. <laughs> you always take care of me. Sometimes with either difficulty or difficult people or particular difficult people, the phrases begin to change, you know, and maybe it's something other than happiness which can feel, well, if you're happy and I'm not happy because you're difficult, um, you know, so maybe there's just a way of reframing the intentions, but the intentions are still for the well-wishes. And that's why you keep repeating the phrase, feeling the intentions beyond the words. Because the words are actually not as important as, as the intentions or the energies of the heart.
And isn't that progress? <laughs> isn't that progress from, from before the practice in which it was just yeah. asshole? <laughs> and the fact that you, we can laugh at it means that a little bit that you don't quite believe the entire phrase, you know, so just to notice the details that, you know, we're holding it lightly and also that, um, you know, if you can feel the contradiction of, may you be happy, you asshole. <laughs> and that's a really interesting place to explore. What, what's the obstacle to happiness? Is it the word happy or is it the word asshole? When I, when I do that, that spectrum, I always start with myself and then I go to the place, I start with myself as a whole person um, in the sort of the classic teaching. And then I always go through the sequence of how have I supported my own experience? How have I been my mentor or benefactor? How have I taken care of myself? you know, and offering the goodness and the kindness in that direction. Where are the places that I don't pay attention to? Um, where do I, um, where do I take myself for granted? You know, maybe it's, as I was saying earlier, maybe it's just in the physical uh, ability of to do cer certain things, to ambulate in the world and just to be grateful and kind to that. And then I turn to, you know, the self-critic or the person who judges me for um, making a mistake when actually we don't learn from things that we know. We actually learn from the things we don't know. And so, you know, just trying to give, give that energy of, of of tenderness to where I've judged myself, where I've hurt myself. And then I go back to, you know, it's, it's like what we're going to do tomorrow in terms of pulling it together and, and doing loving kindness for all beings. Then I come back to the totality of myself. So I go through the whole cycle. Mm. Yes. 
yes. Yes. Yes. Yes. Yes. Yeah. To, in a way, to be loving, kind towards yourself by having that boundary while you're offering the kindness to others. That's you know, it's that's the internal and external practice happening simultaneously. Is I know what I need, but I also know what I'm being called for. So thank you and. Thank you. I actually did do it all for aspects of myself, and um, doing it for myself as a benefactor laid such an amazing foundation. Like mm. and for the neutral, like doing all of those other mm-hmm. parts laid such an amazing foundation for the difficult part of myself. It mm. was like cumulative, like, you know, stacking up. Yeah. And you're speaking to a characteristic of all of our practices, that they're they're cumulative, even though they can feel that, oh, it's not working because I'm not getting to where I want to be. But, you know, it's cumulative, especially over time. So thanks for speaking to that. We're a little bit out of time, and uh, so we have a walking period, and we'll come back for our evenings. Well, we'll have a sitting at 6.30, and then we'll have our evening session at 7.30. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.